All right. Hey. Hey. Welcome back to another episode of What Are We Looking At? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. This is uh, the show where we just do our favorite pastime. We take all of our quote unquote favorite movies, TV, things that are in the news, things that are in the box office. Those are hard air quotes. Yeah. Um, I said because I said them. You can put in your mind quotes around the word quote and unquote if you want. Uh, and, and we're just, we're looking for those fine details. Mm-hmm. We're looking for where that continuity person took a snooze. Yep. We're looking for where that prop maker should have shopped a little harder online yep. before they bought that dust buster and tried to pass it off as a robot. I know. Uh, Jonathan. Yep. How are you, man? So I've been, uh, we've been discussing this. I've been going back and watching, um, community recently. Mm, uh, yeah. I'm on season four. I know like I'm in the future and at some point, um, Pierce, who's played by Chevy Chase, yeah. and Troy, who's played by Childish Chase. Gamb- well, Childish Gambino, <laughs> uh, D- uh, Donald Glover, where yep. uh, they're, they're going to leave right. um, because of that internal fight that those two had. Yeah. Well, uh, I always thought it was that Chevy Chase had a fight with Harmon and that Donald Glover was like, I have a real career to do now. <laughs> That's also true. Yeah. Uh, but there was this one episode I was watching, uh, and... They were they were attempting to get a millionaire son to come to mm. Greendale, and Jeff, the, the character Jeff, yeah. uh, decided to take Pierce to go do s- just a thing so that he would stay away. Right, and he takes him to uh, he take Pierce takes him to this old timey uh, barbershop. Mm-hmm. and so they shave Jeff's face. Yeah. Cut to uh, Pierce finding out that Jeff was just doing this so that he wouldn't be there yep. uh, at school. We then cut to the library where Jeff has his like 10 o'clock shadow. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then he goes back to the barbershop mm-hmm. clean shaven Uh-oh. to get another clean shave from the barber to make amends with Pierce. And it's just like, huh. y'all, you can't film. Yeah. But they did uh, clean shaven footage. Yeah, when you're supposed to be clean shaven footage before the yeah. actual shave. I mean, it's clear what happened, right? They only had so much time in the barber shop, so that, that they just said, "Well, we're burning. Yeah, we're, we're just, burning barber daylight. Yep. We better go ahead and do it all here." It's ridiculous. I bet Joel McHale was like, "But what about my?" And they were like, and "Shut sh- the fuck up, McHale. Shut it, McHale. Yeah, go go get some of your soup." Yeah. Um, well, I've been uh, watching Elementary. Yeah. It's my first time through the show. Okay. Watching it uh, because uh, I'm going to be doing a show. You are. Uh, that is organized by Kim Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be tomorrow as of recording, but a week ago as of the time this episode <laughs> goes out. So I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, that's inspired by all of the Sherlock Holmes. I was mad that Morty already won. In, in, in your... Oh, in the show I'm just, that I'm I haven't just saying, quite done yeah, yet. Yeah. So this, this is me from the future. Yeah. Hmm. Why did you let Moriarty win? Oh, it's improvised. So whoever was playing Moriarty just... Oh, yeah. They totally steamrolled that entire set. Exactly. They were yeah. just like, ah, I've killed Sherlock. Moriarty's a real... And I've killed a real all of the werewolves. Uh, one of the things that I appreciate about Elementary is they try to, to put a real spin on 
stuff that that is in real life. So right. like lock picking, you see him use real lock picking tools and actually like tension a lock and run a rake through there. And it's not just like herp derp doors open. <laughs> One thing that I can't stand is that nobody on the show locks their flipping phones or laptops. There's not a single password protected device constantly just like stepping up to a laptop yeah, what? This is slapping like it open 2015 like this was uh, 2012 2012 yeah. wow and they're just like pulling a laptop open sitting down and typing and it's like what i cannot believe that show's been on that long i know yeah otherwise i like it it's yeah, pretty okay. it's pretty cool, good cool, cool. uh well i'm excited about our guest today Me too yeah um I'm, i hope i mean we talked about the topic in advance but i hope it's not going to be too stressful for you I'm in an open space. I'll be fine. Yeah, I think that's that's my worry. Are you going to be okay? I'll be fine. Okay. Do you want a, another sweater? I just don't want to talk about this right now. Okay. <laughs> just like to like, just move on. Yeah, all right. I understand. Uh, well, we'll move on. Cool. So, uh, folks, we'll be right back. All right, everybody. Bloop. Yeah, pause your shows, your Netflixes. Uh, that was my TiVo. Your Hulus. Oh, nice. Yeah. I thought that was like... And I think, yep, you're right. Okay, sorry. All right. I didn't. I mean, didn't mean to come at you with it's a continuity fine. thing. It's I fine. Just, uh, anyway, uh, welcome, please, uh, to the show today. Uh, our guest, Dirk Flanagan. Dirk, hello. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, now we we love to bring all kinds of expertise to bear. Mm-hmm. Against um, actual bears. Against well, yeah. Uh, I mean, you you remember the uh, the episode we did uh, where we took apart bears in TV. Yep. Uh, the Charmin bears uh, particularly took took some hits there. Like I with our ursine expert. Yeah. Uh, and Dirk, you're an expert in one of the things that I think TVs and movies script the most, and that is space. Oh, definitely. I would love to talk about space. At- Space itself is a wide open universe with no edge, but people in space need to be in confined living quarters, yeah. usually, and there's a lot of... Some kind of environment. Detail in there yeah. that, if you don't get it right, it personally it takes me right out of the universe of the TV or movie. Right. Isn't, isn't there like, like a legitimate edge? It's just constantly moving out, so like there is an edge. Now, that's a great it's question. Just, there's no edge. No edge. Wow. There's an edge to what we can see. Okay. After that, we have no idea what for sure is out there, but everything points to there being no, no actual edge. edge. Okay. So there's like more. We just can't see it. Just it's kind of like when you out. when you okay. stumble around at night in the dark, and it's like I can't see anything right. in these woods, but I know there's more woods out there. Great metaphor there. Is it? Because that's really what we're doing is stumbling around in the dark wow, compared that's... to the universe that's out there. It's pretty scary. Well, I don't want to get back into our, our horror movie tropes. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll start with one uh, that, that I think is, is pretty easy and, and I feel like is screwed up a lot in the name of drama, and that's sound in space. Uh, constantly seeing movies uh, like the new Star Trek movies uh, were, were bad about this, J.J. Abrams. Uh, everything that blows up in space, like we're, we're seeing it from outside of the ship, and it makes these big booming noises. It makes these big explosions. Yeah, when you see that the camera is placed outside into the vacuum of space, the camera is usually where you think the microphone would be, and it would hear nothing. When uh, shows like Firefly goes, the extra mile of giving you that muffled sound or sound that seems like it's coming through physical contact, Mm. that's when I go like, oh, maybe they did film in space. Maybe they shelled out the extra bucks to film in space. I'm sorry, I need a second to process that. Um, 
you said just shelled out the extra bucks. Is is that like just an add-on? Is this? I always thought it was exorbitantly expensive to get stuff into orbit, and and then not with Elon Musk. I mean, the uh, last Star Wars movie cost, or the Star Wars franchise, yeah, cost four billion dollars, and you could send two curiosities to Mars for that price. So the way I figure it, if a space movie uh, is very realistic, I. In my mind, they filmed it in space because huh. it's about same cost. Yeah. So okay. we could have really sent Sandra Bullock up in the space for the cost of filming Gravity. Gra- yeah. I wonder if I think could. you'd have to shell in a few extra bucks, but you know, I'm sure you'd get well, more than your money back in the box office. I mean, yeah, it's it's way more expensive because you have to send Clooney up there too. And a little bit. Yeah. He's but, a, he's a real he's got a real big ask when it comes to appearances and especially anything that's going to put him in danger. They had to put all this work into building mock-ups of the International Space Station, building mm-hmm. a fake mirror, fake China space station, right. when they could have just used and destroyed the real space stations right. and gotten more things sense. right that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's given me a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, well, J- Jonathan, do you have, you have another question? I yeah, have so I, I just, I just, I've always wondered... Um, all of the Star Wars movies, we see all these different planets. And mostly nowadays, like with the the new trilogy, uh, they are they are planet hopping. Yeah. Um, and this also goes along the same lines as sort of like the Guardians of the Galaxy and going to different planets. Mm-hmm. Like they are consistently walking out onto these planets, just not caring about as- atmospheric pressure, anything, anything. Yeah. and like you can't just. No, right? Like, or is it, do you, like, that's to me, it's like, at some point, your lungs can't handle this. Good point. Good point. I think uh, what they neglect to say in the movie, but is uh, definitely in there if you read the background materials, the, you know, compendiums, the encyclopedias, that uh, in most cases, uh, people in these universes have funded their own Kepler projects to Mm. find habitable planets, and they've invented uh, nano technology to enable their lungs to accept a wider range of atmospheres so that's you know really doesn't bother me i wow. just figure okay. that well wait, but wait a minute if if that stuff is is subtextual and it's not in the text of the film itself and they're not saying like we checked this is breathable or everyone on the ship is specially adapted to breathe this atmosphere i think i think that puts them at a real risk of liability i mean that's just irresponsible because they're encouraging people to believe that you or I could just hop on a spaceship and go to another planet and jump out and run around and do wind sprints like idiots when we would clearly die. Oh, sure. There's you know definitely a line. We can agree on that. There's a line between what you can assume the audience knows and what they don't. We don't show each character learning English, for example. We don't show athletes and sports movies coming up with all their skills. Oh, yeah, but I have my Google Translate with me. And those and those are, I would argue, those are learned. Those are learned things. Whereas and, and, a, an atmosphere on a planet is something intrinsic to that. And similarly, like the the kinds of chemicals I can metabolize with the alveoli inside of my lungs. That's that's a, a list that's set by my genetics. So, and not to be too trite here, but you're saying that atmosphere on other planets can't change. So you're a climate change denier. I would say, uh, yeah. I think that's a that's too big of a project. Look how long it's taking to do on Earth. You can't just you can't just do it on a whim. We also can't hop 
between planets yet. We spend all our money on oh, that movies true? that aren't accurate instead of actual space projects. Oh, I thought you were just saying it costs a little extra to, to go to space. It costs a little extra, and we're not spending it over and over again as we see these movies that keep getting details wrong. They're using sound stages right. when they should be using high-fidelity yeah. real space. Uh, so so just, to, just to be clear, it would, it would cost more, of course, uh, to go to space. How much more do you think it would cost to go to another planet to film? I mean, costs a billion and a half dollars to send Curiosity to Mars. That they just 10% more than that to get a person on there. Okay. But that's Mars, right? So that's, that's good for certain kinds of movies. The Martian, for example. That's yeah. the only one I could think of. Red Planet. Okay, there's two. Ghost of Mars. Okay, three. Uh, but, well, you know, what, what about these vibrant planets that we're seeing in Star Wars? What about these, these fun? Actually, most of them are kind of sandy desert planets, mm-hmm. aren't they? And then that, yeah, I guess that would get a lot of things done. Ice planet, but also like the the red rock. What was that one? Oh, and did it? It had red rock. Remember they, that was like the big. Ooh, look how beautiful this is. We got this beautiful white place where mm-hmm. we just drag our spaceships on it, and all this red dust comes up. Ooh. This was in the Last Jedi, yeah. right? 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 Hmm. Thank you both for making my points for me. Yeah. And then they had those foxes. Really got a lot to Which were about. like, they were called like Volpex, which I thought mm-hmm. were, was completely stole from Pokemon. Did they? Because yeah. they said Volpex. Volpex. <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciated that they called them that, but then made them an ice creature and not a fire creature. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. Well, let's steer away from this. We've done the Pokemon yeah. episode a few times. Although, to uh, just put one comment on yeah. this. Uh, don't you think we should have more Pokemon crossover events? Oh, not abs- less. Absolutely. And and when I say let's leave the Pokemon alone, I don't mean forever. We've done a couple of episodes on this. Mm-hmm. We'll keep doing these episodes. Yeah. Uh, our, I think the more that we talk about it, the more we encourage the kind of film and TV that we want to see. Yeah. Well, I, let's I, keep adding Pokemon in. Change Asher, their elemental types. Asher, our Pokemon expert. Yes. Um, really should be here if we're going to yeah, weigh in on yeah, this because otherwise we sound ignorant. I'll defer to their expertise. Uh, so, yeah, I, I feel like, um, you know, I had a list of questions coming into this and and I really feel like uh, you've, you've blown up each one. It's, it's just leading to and more And I didn't more even questions. hear any of this. Uh, in the yeah, vacuum was, of space. I, nice. That's good. Also because they were written down. Oh, okay. That makes they, sense. Yeah, they don't make sound on their own. Uh, so Dirk, um, I'm just going to turn this over to you. What is, what is your pet peeve when you see a space film or or television show? If I see dust moving around in the camera, then they better be in a pressurized environment. Mm. Opening shots of uh, one of the transformer movies. They're on the moon. Hmm. They're shining their flashlight around. Yeah. In their spacesuits. We know it's the moon. We know it's not some planet that no one's heard of. Right. There's no atmosphere there. And little dust mites are floating around in the... Huh. Like they're just rummaging around Granny's attic. Yeah. Wow. Granny's attic on the moon. Yeah. Now, pretty I've much the only that thing that bothered movie. me about Transformers. Yeah, I think I'd watch that too, yeah. actually. Because, I mean, the Transformers movies are just garbage now. After, I mean... <laughs> you could have left that word off. Or just... Now. Oh, no, no, no. Hold you on. You think they were hold better on. back when they were just used as a way to reboot all the toys into a... I th- generation. I thought that the cartoon was done well. Okay, those are completely different franchises, right. At this point, but that but that's the franchise that I enjoy the most. Right. Okay. So the old Transformers. Right. Yeah. 
any movie, any movie franchise that's willing to do a spinoff and then have John Cena be a part of it, mm-hmm. we've made a mistake. Yeah. Sorry, John Cena. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, great. Well, you know, before before we let you go, we're getting close to time uh, here. I I do want to ask what what's going well. What are you seeing that is encouraging you in these movies? Uh, speaking of Donald Glover and The Martian, I believe that uh, I was very excited to see that he apparently learned orbital mechanics for his role. He was doing the calculations there in front of the camera. Oh, wow. that was that was actual. Those were actual, like, real-time calculations. I believe that he was doing those calculations in front of us, and they, you know, chilled out the big bucks to give him a degree and... Right. Everything you know, I, I heard Janelle Monet did the same thing for Hidden Figures. Yes, and that was really something that's gone underappreciated, is that everyone in that movie learned how to be a calculator for NASA. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. important. It's important, crucial work. I Yeah, I appreciate that. That's showing the real human struggle side of uh, all of this space stuff. They make it seem so easy. When Mars attacks. When Mars attacks? Isn't that it? It's, it was just it takes Mars place attacks. on Earth. Yeah. But they're from Mars. It's literally just Mars attacks. It's just called Mars attacks. No, I like I like when Mars attacks. When Mars attacks, because it sounds kind of like a romantic film now for some reason. They're about to attack. And uh, Watchmen takes place on Mars for part of it. For part of it, yeah. How did you feel about that? Was that was that well done? I felt like if they were going to build this giant structure, Mm. uh, therefore, um, you know, the movie, then they should have left it there and not destroyed it after, so that we could. You know, enjoy it as public art. Right. Yeah. It it, uh, it reminds me a lot of what's gone on in New Zealand after the filming of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit films. Uh, they've kind of left a lot of these places intact, so you can go through, you know, the mines of Moria and and like experience what those hobbits and and dwarves experienced. So why not, you know, a giant crystalline mechanical magic palace on Mars that humans can find? Exactly. They put all this effort into making sure that she could breathe only because he preserved an atmosphere for her and yeah. he built this structure. So I believe that they shelled out the extra bucks to go to Mars. Mm-hmm. But then no orbiting satellite or rover has seen this structure, so they must have destroyed it. Yeah. It uh, it makes me think of a related question. And, and if you think we're getting too far off track, feel free to, to pull me back. But do you, do you think they really did atomic ex- experiments to the actor that played Dr. Manhattan to, to make him... It's the only way to make them blue. I have uh, yeah, no idea, uh, no reason to believe they didn't. They have yeah, footage of it. Uh, I believe they also did the experiments on their cameras so that they could get the footage from his journeys throughout time. Mm. Oh, right, because they've got to send that equipment out there. Man, and that's got to be heavy for, for like those IMAX cameras. Those things weigh about half a ton each. Right, but they're not alive, so you don't have to have right. as many safety features. You could no, of course, yeah. throw in a couple dozen of those cameras, and if only two of them work in the end, then Oof, but what an expense! What an expense overhead. Uh, Jonathan, you look like you were ready to hop in. Yeah, I was just, the TV show when it comes out. I think HBO picked it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be Showtime. The, you know, the, that's another person that they're going to have to put through some atomic testing to yeah. make them into... Dr. Man. Yeah, well, you know, you, you probably can't get the same actor to agree to that twice. No, you can't. Yeah. It may not even Because the, the second, second time, time they know it's coming. Right. Uh, unless true. you burst them with tachyons. So, right. I did I did Google search. There okay. is there's no movie or television show by any name of When Mars Attacks. Right. There is, however, 
a in pre-production comedy called When Martians Attack. Oh. Now, this, from what I've read, it, the film project started in 1998. Wow, that's a long time coming. Um, Still in development? They scrapped it due to lack of time, and then the filmmakers found <laughs> some of the old... due to lack of time. I'm just reading what it says. A 20-year-old film project. <laughs> uh, but was scrapped due to lack of time, and then the filmmakers found some of the old beta um, footage and decided to use it and finish the project. So at some they point, the time. we're going yeah. to see a 20-year-old movie yeah. now. Now. When Martians attack. Wow, what that, that's going to be. When the movie comes out. It's going to be quite a if thing. If it does. Uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm afraid we're almost out of time, Dirk. But uh, is there anything you would like to leave our listeners with in terms of new things to watch out for, new nits to pick, uh, or uh, maybe a message for the film industry itself? Like, how can they clean up their act? I think to audiences, I would say go read reviews before you see something and mm. put your money behind the projects that actually put in the effort to go to space and take their film there. Yeah. And to people making movies, just go out to space. It's not that hard. It's right there. It's right there. It's yeah. all around us. It's literally all around us. We can't get out of Earth without going through space. If Elon Musk exactly. can do it. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I love that. And, uh, and yeah, I want to, uh, to thank you, Dirk, for bringing up, uh, one of the sponsors of the show, mm -hmm. uh, that's Snopes film, yes. uh, that's com slash film. And they will have, uh, they've just got an amazing set of research librarians over there, uh, checking frame by frame for some of these films, uh, showing us what's been done, what hasn't, what phenomena are rooted in physics and sometimes doing the experiments themselves to prove what's right or wrong. So, Snopes uh, doesn't skimp on their space budget. Yeah, they don't. Snopes.com slash film. Uh, thank you, for Snopes, for supporting the show. Uh, well, Dirk, I'm afraid we're out of interview time, but uh, would you mind sticking around to play a game with us? Oh, certainly. Excellent. That means it's time for everybody's favorite game, Dare to Dream. Dream big. That's right. We asked you to tell us uh, on all the, the media channels on our website at mm -hmm. wehavetoask.com or on our Twitter or Facebook at we have to ask. We wanted to know, what are you, what are you dreaming about? What are your big dreams? Mm -hmm. And uh, Dirk, we're going to ask you to, uh, to sound off on some of these. Let us know how can we make these possible in a film or television project. I'll do my best. Uh, this first one uh, is making sure my veggie to carb ratio is balanced. Mm. It's got to be tough in space. Yeah. Because, I mean, at, at that point, you don't really have any veggies because you got no place Unless to you brought them with you, right? At that point, all you have is what you brought with you. Right. So if you pack them in the right ratio, then you'll eat them in the right ratio over the course of the entire trip. You, it's up to you if you want to front load on carbs or front load on veggies or mix them up. Oh, no, that's journey. fascinating. Yeah, I have the same problem when I meal prep is if, I, if I'm even able to do the meal prep, I only eat the delicious stuff first and then I'm left with all this other stuff. Now it's days old and I don't even want to open it. So now uh, step two, after step one being meal prep, send yourself into space right. without any hope of returning before all of your meals run out. So you have mm. to go through all of your oh, meals. So then on average, uh, averaged across the rest of your lifetime, you will have met your goal. And yeah, you choose the duration of your mission so that you don't have to pack too much slash meal prep too much. Yeah. Most of our, uh, our listeners are committed. So I'm going to say they're going to make that a no return journey. Is it's space a food paste real? 
space food paste is a thing. Okay. Uh, nowadays, it's pretty much the same kind of food you'd have on Earth, but vacuum sealed, okay. and no bread because bread gets crummy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh. But crumb-free oh, bread. But like physically, not not like crummy. Like, oh, I hate this. Like crummy. Like these are crumbs now. These are crumbs now. Yeah, yeah. they get everywhere and they can damage all kinds of things. Right. Right. Yeah, don't want that. Uh, Jonathan, do yep. we have any? Got another one. Uh, ordering a five-inch pizza. Mm, that's a that's their dream. Yep. I mean, they should just go to Pizza Hut and get a personal pan pizza. That's right about five inches. But imagine like a space journey mm. that you're on to find the best pizza ever, but in the smallest possible. Well, I think a de- like, well-defined size of five inches. Yeah. You well, could go yeah, smaller. They were, they were pretty clear. And I think Back to the Future 2 showed us that you can have a pizza shrunk down very small. That pizza that came out of the pouch in oh, Back to the Future true, 2 yeah. was eensy-weensy until it was rehydrated. Uh, so I would say science has proven you can absolutely get this done. Exactly. The uh, Pizza Hut that you brought up is a good point because they have started repairing potholes so that they can better deliver pizzas here on Earth. I don't think we're very far away from them developing their own space program so that they can deliver five-inch pieces anywhere in the universe. Oh, right. Because if, you, if you're if you relying on a third-party carrier, you can't make any guarantees about their quality of service. So if Elon Musk is responsible for shooting your pizzas into space to get them there on time, who knows? Who knows what he's going to do? How fun would it be to sh- like shoot up a raw pizza? Mm-hmm. And then as it comes and enters back into the Earth's atmosphere. Cook on re-entry? It cooks on re-entry. Yeah. And then when it lands on your front porch, mm-hmm. it is atmospheric. Oh, why can't I? I'm trying to say a word. Because you, yeah, atmospheric. It's, it's too big, yeah. Cooked. Uh, well, Dirk, how fun would that be? I bet you've got a number in mind even. I think it would be an 11 out of 10 on the fun scale. Ooh. Yeah, it sounds fun. I'm into it. We'll call it shoot up pizza. Okay, we'll we'll go with it. Okay, uh, great. Yeah, it would be a little bit tough to compete with the thirty minutes or less delivery promise of most services. You'd have mm. to spend at least uh, ten fifteen minutes getting up into space, and right. then maybe ninety minutes before it can complete an orbit and come back down over your house. But well mm. worth the extra wait. Yeah, interesting. Mm. What kind of mozzarella do you think you have to use? I should hope they should, they could just figure it out and use regular mozzarella. Uh, our last one that we have is the ability to not work, travel the world, and be healthy all at the same time. And I'm I'm just assume the the commas are a little bit interesting. Yeah, punctuation is really important because I just wonder if it it's the ability to not work, comma, and like then like one dream, and yeah. then travel the world, right? Second dream, and then be healthy, and then have them all at the same time. You know, I'm gonna say because we asked for one dream that we we must consider this as one dream. Okay, so all three of those things. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and really because I'm not looking at the text. I'm gonna say that not applies to the whole thing. But I gotta tell you that like that just summed up, like, Biggest Loser. Oh yeah. You know, like you have to take off work. Yeah. To then go and get Travel healthy. Yeah. While traveling the world, so it's like it's like if, uh, if the Biggest Loser and Amazing Race right. teamed up. And then now, mm-hmm. shot him in the space. 
That was going to be my issue with the dream is right. that no they're space. thinking small. Right. Yeah. Only one world or they're being ambiguous. Which world do they want to travel? Oh, that's a great question. What if you were able to power a spaceship? Okay. By using a treadmill. Yeah. I don't Dirk, what do you think? I think you could get away with launching less fuel, so it would be cheaper and more economical. Interesting. Send more people and less fuel and have them work their What about food, though? Shift. Food is an issue, but if you meal prep correctly with the correct carb-to-veggie ratio, then I think you got a good mission there. That's a great point. Don't carb load up front unless you're getting on the treadmill. I think that's... That's how you and then also that. getting a pizza that's going to be delivered 90 minutes after it's been launched into space. Or, or what if it's launched from space? What if the people up there are preparing these pizzas and just kind of lofting them down to Earth? So like, so like this could be something where Pizza the Hut actually exists. Mm-hmm. And he's just... It's like a, a living sentient pizza. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of radiation up there. We don't know what that could create. True. I'm just trying to think of like Domino's... This is starting to really remind me of our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode, yeah. and uh, it's giving me flashbacks to playing with mutagen. So I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna ask that we cut yeah, this we'll short. Uh, right, well, if you don't mind, I'm gonna uh, take this idea in my back pocket and sort of pitch a new business plan to my yeah. angel investors, and hell yeah, maybe I'll come back on the podcast in another year. I love it. We love that. Yeah, as we all know, angels are real. Uh, from our Angels in the Outfield episode, it was wonderful to have one on. Uh, well, Dirk, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I think that's going to do it for Dare to Dream. Folks, thanks so much for writing in. Thank you for having me. I'll just get back into my capsule and uh, yeah, yeah, see you in another uh, orbit. Is that going to be a problem? Just oh, Wow. He, yeah, he's gone. He's gone. I was, was wondering about yeah. if we need to be gone when the engines start up because we're really close. To I the think thing. we're fine. I don't know. It's getting really hot here, Jonathan. I think maybe... He's oh, gone. yeah, he's gone. You're the one sitting next to him. I was fine. It just got a little warm. Didn't you, I see, really the, expected, didn't you see the tape? I expected to just kind of get burned up. You know, you see that in movies. They use the, no. the engine thrusters to yeah. burn somebody alive. I guess that's another fake that's one. Another fake Mark thing. it down. Snopes.com slash film. Folks, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we wouldn't do this show without you. So if you enjoyed it, give us a rating on iTunes or Stitcher or... Uh, I don't know, your work company Slack. Put five star emojis uh, next to a link for our show. Uh, share it around. It really share helps. It. Any 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 good ratings and reviews help people find the show, mm-hmm. and uh, that helps keep us going. Yeah. Uh, something else that keeps us going. Jonathan, what's our Facebook status this week? Uh, so we are at 97 as of recording. Um, 97. 97 peeps. 97 likes on our Facebook yeah. page. We wow. have 98 followers. Like people following one us. person is keeping but tabs, one, but won't w- put that put star, star down. down. Like just no, 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 no. Uh, but I think, yeah. I think we'll be able to do our special surprise giveaway slash thank you to all of our people sooner rather than later. Uh, I love that. It's yeah. going to be exciting. So maybe we'll talk to Dirk and get that thing dropped out of space. Oh, that, well, I don't want it to burn up. Yeah. Well, he's, he's got ways. I'm sure he'll okay. get it down to earth we'll safely. Great. Uh, Folks, thanks so much again for listening. Uh, It means a lot to us. So go ahead and share our Facebook page. Give us some likes there. Uh, Share our Twitter account and like that too. I'm pretty sure that's how that works. And uh, share our website, wehaveToAsk.com. 
Yeah. Give it a like as well. Give it, give, do we have that? Do you, do you put that on the website? That is a thing you can do to our website. Like it's possible to put on there, but we haven't done it. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I liked it too. It's, it's liked. Uh, great. That's going to do it for this week. This has been another episode of What Are We Looking At? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. And as always, let's just change the channel. See y'all next time. This has been another episode of What Are We Looking At? We like to hang our producers Amy and Harry Lobsters, and thanks to Skies and Cats for your theme song, New Day. Check them out on iTunes, and while you're there, check us out as well. If you're already a subscriber, give us a rating and a review. It really helps. Join the discussion online at wehaveastask.com or on Facebook or Twitter at We Have to Ask. And don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the Peaksloft Network at peaksloft.com. Hey, this is Chris. And this is Joe from the Curioso Podcast. You are currently listening to We Have to Ask. We Have to Ask? I gotta be honest with you. I'm not sure what the hell is going on. So we have to ask. I, I, I've tried to ask. You did? And I, I haven't gotten any answers. How many times has this happened to you? I just want to listen to a podcast. I can't choose from all these complicated structures and setups. You want to listen, not think. That's why there's Hobo Radio. You'll feel like the smartest guy in the room in a room by yourself. This doesn't take any intellectual thinking at all. Thanks, Hobo Radio. Hobo Radio, a weekly podcast on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network.